This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Oh, wow. Episode number 28 of Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. I'm Mark Potter. He is Mike Bradley, and we got to cover more female sports. So today is the day. Well, we need to. We're covering all the base yeah, side. We have. We've said that. I mean, we have. And it just takes a little while to get back around to it. That's true. And, That's true. We yeah. had a long winter break, and, and if I had a baby. So coaches would quit quitting. And then coming back and things like that, we wouldn't have so much. Well, to well, talk that's about. true. That is true. Yeah. We've had a lot of football to have to contend with, yeah. and coaches coming and going. So, but uh, yeah, and we still have more of that to come, though. Yeah, <laughs> at <laughs> least at two more high well, schools. We're, yeah, we're trying to yeah. figure out what's going to happen in North Carolina with their football program, right. and uh, and uh, at Jay and Bennett, yep. I, I did talk with Coach James McCormick from North Carolina, and he said I haven't made a decision yet. So here we are, what, February? No, we're recording February 14th. Yeah, time's a ticking. Time's a ticking. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I, I think you said just a little bit ago before we went on the air that, you know, for every day that we go into February, it's another day closer to McCormick starting the season. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> it makes it tough for any coach to come in in, say, March and really get things going because he's already behind the eight ball by two months. So you would think – as days progress, that means that he's going to stay for one more season. So here we are, Valentine's Day. Did yeah. you take care of the wife with the uh, card and stuff? I did. Actually, okay. I got a little gift, and then as I come back, I have a card. So. Well, you gave her a little uh-huh. gift not too long ago. Yeah, well, that's baby, true. So. That's true. Yeah. Um, Although she's getting bigger by that gift's getting bigger by the day. Yeah, yes, so. yes. It'll be yeah. it'll be a uh, an, a uh, toddler before long. So. Yeah. Um, I, I went and I got my card today, so we're good. Went and bought the card on Valentine's Day for Valentine's. You don't want to mm-hmm. buy it too early. You want to find the right card. I, honestly, I got my day of. <laughs> it, it was so, it was yeah. the first one I picked up. Oh, this is perfect. So I was like, there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah, but Mark, you know, Brooke joked with me actually today and said, you know, Mark's up in college campuses with his yeah. kids and all that, and we're raising a, a little one. So it's like, yeah. you're here and I'm here. So, well, it's funny yeah. you said that, because uh, I did go to Virginia Tech this past weekend. Yeah, I saw uh, I was down there for Syracuse, and uh, Virginia Tech pulled out the big win over Syracuse. And then I'm a big proponent of girls basketball. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And after coaching it for 12 years. Um, and when I was at Loyola College, you know, yeah. I was a student assistant and scout team player of the women's team. 23 uh, ranked, number 23 ranked North Carolina yesterday, mm-hmm. and the Hokies beat them. I was thinking I was leaving in half because it wasn't looking good in the first quarter. And uh, they managed to come back, and uh, it was a nice win. Yeah, you had a good weekend. Hokies. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So I'm 3 and you're oh. gonna get it, Mark, you're going to get a degree. Between yeah. Tuscaloosa and, and Blacksburg, you're on college campuses as much as you are back here on the midshore. Yeah. And, you know, I was in Chincheck today. My daughter FaceTimes me. Uh, she's out doing G5 carnation sales for their little philanthropy thing. Okay. Down there in Alabama, you can get one carnation for four bucks. Wow. Four. Four. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what comes with it? Lunch? Right. <laughs> no. No, we're cheaper than the other sororities. I said, okay. So anyway, no, uh, Super Bowl last night. Yes. Yeah. Good game. Well, it, well, it, it had parts of it was good. I wouldn't say the whole thing the was. The whole damn thing wasn't. was the good. Now, come on. It no, was a good it was game. not. It was not. It had its moments. No. Fourth quarter was good. Fourth quarter was good. 
You know, but but as you have posted, you know, the refs certainly played a part in it. Now you complained about some calls at Cincinnati uh, or calls against Cincinnati. Well, how about the call that didn't go against Cincinnati uh, on the T Higgins touchdown? He grabbed that, his face mask. Yeah, well, you know, I had to get rid of him somehow. So, yeah, it, yeah. it's not a foul if it's not called. Well, that's so, and it wasn't. Yeah. yeah well, so, yeah. That's the way I either look way. At it. But I, look, um, you know, L.A. Uh, that's a heck of a story was, with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I was glad to see Stafford get it. And how, yeah. how about uh, Funk? Jacob Funk. Yeah, University you know, of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting that Super Bowl well, ring. Covered his last high school game, seven touchdowns for Damascus in yeah. a state championship game. And But to see all he went through, several injuries at Maryland, but then to, to catch on with the Rams and do what he's done. Congratulations to him. There were, I think, six guys between Delaware and Maryland that yeah. were that were or from Delaware and Maryland that were in that game, either for obviously Cincy or LA. Absolutely. Yeah. This is timeout podcast brought to you by I had to forget where we were for a second time out podcast uh sponsored by our friends at the preston automotive group and uh, when we come back we're going to turn our attention to the defending state 2a champions for girls lacrosse that's with queen anne's county high school they're next right here on time out with shore sports presented by the preston automotive group Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast sponsored by our friends at 4L Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at 4AllSeasonsInc.org. We're going to start with the head coach. you got to start at the top. Sure. We've got uh, Kelsey uh, Kessley Fitzgerald with us, so sorry about that. Kessley, and uh, uh, she's the head coach and returning, uh, you know, the second women's team to ever win a state championship at Queen Anne's County High School. You lost it by one day because softball won the day before, but that's got to be pretty cool for you. Tell me about that experience. Um, well, I watched uh, softball compete on that Friday. I was uh, on that app, I, we wanted to go over there and support them. Uh, we had practice uh, leading up to our state championship game, and uh, the Bay Bridge traffic was going to be a little iffy, so we made the smarter choice to stay home. Uh, I watched the uh, softball game go down, and I was yelling at my my phone screen as you see the little uh, dots move on that app, and uh, I was just so excited for uh, Coach Betts and Coach Quarter. I have family on that softball team too, so really, really happy for the girls. And, uh, and then I got the text that started rolling in from uh, Coach Shanna Quarter saying, "You're next." Um, so uh, the pressure was certainly on. Um, nothing that we had already put on ourselves, but um, it was such a great experience to go in that day and have all that support from everybody flowing in and um we went in that day and the girls were beyond excited and ready uh the bus ride there we um splurged on a charter bus and um they made every moment of it um had a lot of fun going up there and 
then we get on that field in uh, Loyola and um, everything just came together. Um, it, it was a pretty game to watch from the sidelines um, to coach and they did amazing. I'm so proud of them. So it, it seems like they were really loose going into the game. You're talking about the bus ride up there. Was that because of what you guys had accomplished so far? I mean, Queen Anne's lacrosse has been to the state championships or state semifinals many times, and they could just never get over the hurdle. So why this year? Was it the perfect storm? Um, the expectation, like you said, has always been there. Uh, Queen Anne's lacrosse has been a, a powerhouse for a long time, and that, that started with uh, Coach Bates, um, Coach Santos Bates, and um, our current assistant, Richard Abel. Um, so to have him come back and to transition us with a new head coach and um, a, lot of do, a lot of new philosophies, um, we were very prepared. We had done a lot of scouting. Um, there's no such thing for us as being over-prepared, and um, we'd watched a lot of film. We'd watched a lot of highlights of the players we were going to go up against, and um, the girls definitely were were ready and just excited. But the biggest difference is just the leadership um, that came from everybody, from the senior class all the way down. Um, we had a great group of senior leaders that sacrifice that whole month of May and June when they had already graduated. Right. Um, and I, I think that was, you ask about a difference maker, that was something different that uh, no team had really had to go through. They had graduated. Um, you know, senior week's always right around the corner after uh, graduation, and air girls came back, and uh, they didn't want to let their younger teammates down. And same thing for our younger teammates uh, my seniors sitting to the left of me right now were juniors going through their own lacrosse recruitment. Uh, lacrosse is their first sport, and all three of them, I'm proud to say, are playing in college um, after this year. Well, they got to graduate high school first. They have to they, do they that part first. That. <laughs> but um, they were in the thick of their um, club tournaments. So I had seniors coming back um, to play for their team, and I had juniors that were playing four days in a row going to club tournaments and then coming back and giving it their all for their teammates. I had forgotten about that because last year the season started. It was an interesting and, schedule. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it was just going to be, you're basically going to play for a Bayside championship. And then you were halfway to three-quarters of the way through your season, and then they said, oh, by the way, you're going to be able to play for a state championship. So tell me about that process and what was the feeling for for you as the coach we'll get to them shortly but what was the feeling for you as a coach knowing that all right well we're going into this season it's it's just an opportunity for him to play and all right, yeah we want to win a baseline championship but then when you find out that there's a state title at hand you, you just take every day every practice and every game um one at a time and um when we only thought it was a bayside that okay it's a bayside but we're going to win a Bayside. Right. Um, or in this case, it was a North Bayside. We weren't able to play that, um, southern, that southern side of teams, which was unfortunate, but we're looking forward to doing that this season. And um, you just take one day at a time, and then when we got the news that that was going to happen, you just keep on, you keep on strolling, and you, you keep the same goals, and you just keep pushing the team, and they keep pushing each other, and 
it all worked out. So take us through that a little bit. You mentioned graduation and then senior week. So how many days were they in Ocean City and then came back and whether it's their practice? How did that all work logistically exactly? Um, I knew that that was going to be um, maybe a, co- a potential conflict. Um, I mean, as soon as we knew that we were starting in April. So um, I communicated with my seniors right from the get-go and I said, look, I'm willing to work with you. Um, I'm not going to be somebody that says you can't do something or that's, you're not going to take away something that uh, is so special to seniors when they've already had so many things taken away from them uh, to begin with in in this, in that 2020 and 2021 year. So um, we just kept communicating. I told them to stay transparent with me on what their plans were. You know, when you make plans like that, you have to make them a lot farther in advance than when we were getting these dates. So um, they all were great. And um, we were able to work with them. We gave them um, lead way and they, they were committed to their team. So um, it worked out and I couldn't, I couldn't be any prouder of them. We're talking with Coach Kesley Fitzgerald, the head coach of the Queen Anne's County lacrosse program and uh, the girls lacrosse program. Hey, you know, wanna, we'll come back to you. I want to talk to you about the shoes that you had to fill and what have you and, and the standards that were there. Um, I, I want to talk to a couple of the players, the players that you uh, talked about. Uh, let's start with Piper Evans. And, and uh, Piper, this was all a part um, of the uh, the championship season your seniors left and now you hear you guys go again do you feel the pressure on top of you guys this year to repeat as state champions yes and no but the reason is is that because we're seniors and we have high expectations for our underclassmen too we have to be leaders with the juniors too we have a good class a group of girls who all support each other and that everything starts off the field first tryouts um, we have to do conditioning outside of school too. No practices with that. Um, we just have really big shoes to fill from that class of last year. And yes, we want to repeat, but we don't want to take anything for advantage. So to a certain extent, I I have pretty good high expectations for us this year. So what position do you play? I play attack. All right. And so you're a goal scorer. We, we've yeah. mentioned <laughs> your name many times on 94.3 Winks FM. So... Your senior year, mm-hmm. what in your mind is it going to take for you to consider this year a success? If you, what you just said is you don't want to take you know for granted right. the state championship. Right. Is it state championship or bust or, you know what, we'll just do the best we can do and I'll be happy with that? Honestly, anything. We just have to give it our all. Like We, we want to win a state championship. We want to repeat, but... We just have to take it one day at a time. So I don't want to think too far ahead, but we just have to take it one day at a time. starts with tryouts. Mike, we were talking about, you know, in previous episodes about how football has turned into a year-round sport. As a matter of fact, all of the high school sports, the coaches aren't just coaching during that season anymore. So I'm kind of curious, Piper, you mentioned all of the training and the conditioning and Mm -hmm. things like that. We know what the rules are. We know that you can't practice outside of the season as a team. Right. Coach is allowed to work with two individuals, right. okay, every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that in mind, what kind of work do you do personally to get ready for the season? And when do you start your season 
not for the team, but for the conditioning part of it? A lot of it is maybe a month prior to, a month prior to tryouts. Um, I do a lot of footwork, conditioning, 300s, miles. Um, a lot of the times I'll get with buddies who maybe are underclassmen and I will teach them um, skills to work on, what to expect for the seasons and stuff. I just, I also like doing ladders and I like lifting. So you like doing ladders? Yeah. Like, oh. like um, footwork, yeah, agility no, stuff. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, I also like to lift and um, be prepared, get more, I don't know, buff, I guess, yeah. more stronger yeah. <laughs> um, during the season. So it, it gives you that good, strong um, physical trait that you want. Jessica Wright also with the Queen Anne's County High Lions, and uh, I guess this is your senior year as well. Yep. And what position do you play? I play midfield and attack. All right. So do you feel like you're left out a little bit in midfield? See, because for me, lacrosse is kind of confusing because the girls' game is so much different than the boys' game. Mm-hmm. The boys, they let the boys beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Anytime you guys touch somebody, it seems like they blow mm-hmm. the whistle. But now they're starting to allow you to be a little more yep. physical. Why do you play lacrosse? I just love how fast it is and how competitive it gets. Um, I've always been super competitive no matter what I'm doing. So just being able to play fast and just be competitive with other people equally as competitive is just, it's so fun. So I love it. And I think that's why baseball and softball are losing players to the game of lacrosse because of the speed of the game and, and because it's the fastest so game on two feet. As yeah, I, say. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's why those two sports have struggled, especially when you get down into the younger ages. They don't have the number of kids playing baseball anymore, but you go and watch them on a practice field, you know, at the youth level, and they've got thousands of kids out there running around beating the hell out of each other. And, <laughs> you know, and I think, does that go into it at all, the, the fact that you can take out your frustrations a little bit by whacking um, a couple of people, like whether they're Ken Island or Easton or North Carolina or something? It definitely is fun sometimes. I won't yeah. say. Coach giving her a look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Nobody listens to this podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Tell us like it is. <laughs> it definitely is fun, the physical aspect of it, because I do feel a lot of times people think that women's sports are not as physical. So when they people come to games and they see how physical it can get, I think that's really cool for people to be like surprised right. by that. Absolutely. So what are your goals for the year? Um, kind of like Piper said, just take every day, one day at a time. But a lot of coach speak there, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was I was getting ready to say the same thing. Like, coach really got a hold of him before yeah. we came in here. That's right. I don't have to. So, um, just everybody giving their all. Um, that's all we can ask. And I know we have a great group of underclassmen coming in. So. Just having fun, and obviously we want to pick up where we left off and continue to win. So as long as we do all that, I think we'll be successful. Well, I have to ask now, do you find it easier in workouts? Because, you know, the offseason, that's where you grind and put in all mm-hmm. the work that pays off with the wins and hopefully a championship. Did you find coming into this year that it was easier to get out there and work out because you want to get a second in a row? Or did you find it a little bit tougher because human nature is, hey, you've won it, mm-hmm. and, okay, we've been there before and all that, and, and sometimes you don't have the drive as much mm-hmm. as if you've been there lost it or just haven't been there at all? Um, 
I think winning last season definitely makes me at least a lot more hungry because we know how it feels to win and we know how good it feels to have everybody behind you and stage was such an amazing opportunity so I think I can speak for everybody on the team we're definitely way more hungry and we just want to keep winning and working hard and yeah put up another banner right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're talking with the Queen Anne's County High School girls lacrosse team Piper Evans Jessica Wright let's meet uh, Carly Hickson and Carly uh, a senior and what position do you play I'm a defender. Okay. So we got it all covered here. Yeah, we got it. Except for a goalie. I was hoping to say somebody (laughs) would play goalie because, I mean, what is the most difficult part about being a defender? Wow. You have to be very quick on your feet and quick to anticipate what's going to happen next. Um, Just always being ready and just hungry for the ball. If the hunger's not there, you're never going to get a turnover. Have you played basketball? I did. You did. And, or do you still play basketball? No, not no, currently. Why, why did you give it up? Um, so I had a really bad concussion my freshman season of lacrosse, and I had it put me out for about a month, and I was just not ready to risk it, so I just decided to take my sophomore season off, and then COVID happened, so I didn't get the year after that to participate in basketball either. And, you know, I'm a senior now, so I just wanted to prepare a lot for this lacrosse season, so I decided not to play. When you're playing defense on lacrosse, do you find it a lot like, very similar to basketball and playing defense for basketball? I do, and I like it so much more because you can use your stick kind of as leverage. Right. (laughs) Um, Not in a bad way necessarily, just you're able to make the contact and keep it a lot better because in lacrosse you're not really allowed to like you know grab at their hands right so but you have to have the most skills with the stick defense because that's a small that's a small netting that you have right as compared to the attack that's true so (laughs) why why lacrosse so i mean that's that's my number one question for you is why lacrosse out of all the sports that you could play in the spring softball track um I don't know, pick a sport, you know. But why lacrosse? Why did you choose that sport? Um, so when I was younger, my brother would always be playing it, and I thought it was really cool. My parents were not really too happy that we didn't have helmets at that age. So um, once I just got the stick in my hand, I it took me about until middle school to actually really start loving lacrosse, and just ever since then, I've just kept playing and getting better, and I think every time, every year I've gotten better, I just kept wanting to play even more when we come back we're going to continue our conversation with the queen anne's county high school girls lacrosse program we'll get back to the girls um, but we want to talk to uh, coach uh, kesley Fitzgerald again this portion of the timeout with shore sports podcast is brought to you by our friends at the edge training academy where passion meets performance located in stevensville at 112 log canoe circle in the chesapeake bay business park now offering 24-hour gym access more information at the edge training academy.com so coach you had a lot of shoes well, big shoes to fill i mean certainly C- coach santos bates has had that program at the top of the rung Never able to quite finish it. They always seem to run into a Middletown or a Hereford or, or somebody that would just knock them off, and whether it be in the semifinals or the state championship, whatever. You had a lot of uh, some big shoes to fill. What kind of pressure, knowing when you went in and you took that job, were you a part of the program previously, or did you come in blind saying, oh, here we go? 
Um, I'm a, an alum of Queen Anne's County uh, High School, so um, I played for the lacrosse program, was involved in um, a semifinal myself uh, my senior year, and um, I followed, uh, see, the special thing about the girls sitting to my left are I've coached them in some capacity or have known them since they were third graders. So you were a travel coach. I am a travel coach as well. I'm a um, college recruit coordinator um, for LBC, a club team on the Mm -hmm. Eastern Shore. Um, So I've known these three uh, young ladies for a very long time. You probably spend more time with them than their mom has. Maybe. maybe. (laughs) Um, I've done a lot of uh, individual uh, lacrosse sessions, honing in on their skills and that kind of stuff over the years. Um, So when – Coach Santos had the team. I I was at games, um, always watching, cheering on my uh, club players, whether they're from Queen Anne's or Ken Island, um, North Carolina. Uh, We have a lot of talent here on the shore. And uh, when it comes to what Coach Santos did with this program, I I mean, she made a lot of great changes when she first um, became head coach. You know, she uh, was able to secure that locker room that was always uh, the boys' football locker room. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she did so many things that just brought a new expectation to women's lacrosse here on the shore and um, has had so many successful players come out of her programs over the years, um, going on to uh, big-time lacrosse schools and having a lot of um, accolades to back them up and – uh, her list of awards were um, were humongous, and yes, yeah, she um, she made it to a lot of state finals, and um, I would say, like I like I mentioned before, having Rich um, on uh, our coaching staff this past year, I don't, I I truly don't believe we would have had the same success if not for him uh, coaching up the defense. Carly knows um, he had the defensive unit. Um, I had the offensive unit and uh, he was able to bring over some of the same philosophies. So I would turn to him many times and, and say, what have you guys done in the past? I mean, I obviously had my own expectations and different philosophies that were going to kind of tweak things a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was also important to bring over some of the same stuff that had worked. So, I mean, was the he phrase, with the program before or he was, okay. he, he's okay. been there for yeah. over a decade with, okay. with that, um, with the program and has, has seen the same success. Um, and I'm glad that he was able to, um, be a part of a state championship. Well, and I find that interesting dynamic, Mark, when you take over a head coach of a program that's really good and you may have some things that you want to do that's different from the way it's been done before, but you realize the way it's been done before has been very successful, doesn't mean that the things that you want to do won't be successful either. I find it fascinating about that dynamic and being able to try to meld the two together because it takes a lot of selflessness to come in and just say, all right, don't screw it up because you want to make an impact as a coach. I mean, obviously the players first and foremost, but you want to make an impact as, as a coach with what you do. Yeah, um, and that's that's part of it, finding, well, what is there to, that needs to be changed so that we can get to that next level and what things do need to stay the same. So um, I feel very fortunate that we were we were successful in that last year. We were able to find the things that um, maybe needed a little tweak, and we were able to stick with the things that worked before, and it, it all came together. 
Queen Anne's County Head Girls Lacrosse Coach Kesley Fitzgerald with us. This portion of the podcast sponsored by Midshore Exteriors. Handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. Still have time to put in your entry for that mm. free roof that they're giving away. Maybe somebody has helped out in the community and they just can't afford a new roof. You can always go to midshoreexteriors.com to uh, enter their information and enter Perfect. them in the free roof giveaway. Deadline to enter is coming up on the 28th of February. Uh, so, Coach, let's talk about your history. You were a graduate of Queen Anne's County High School. What year did you graduate, and then where did you go from there? Um, so I graduated in 2007. Uh, I played D1 lacrosse at Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. Oh, and, um, big city. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then um, from a very young age, I mean, high school really – that was my plan. I, I wanted to uh, wanted to teach um, here back in Queen Anne's County. I, my entire family is here um, and has been for a long time, and um, I wanted to coach. Um, so I have a I'm a physical education teacher at Southersville Middle School um, up north, and um, yeah, that's um, that that was the plan. So obviously well accomplished. What was what was it like for you? going from Centerville that, you know, I mean, let's face it, Centerville's not a big city, but Farmville's even smaller. It is. You know, but, I mean, out there in the country, the mountains, you know, did you go off and find yourself a mountain man to marry, or did you marry somebody from around here? Um, I... Mike told you I was going to ask yeah. anything. So. <laughs> I stick to sports. He goes all over the place. I did not go far. I am married uh, happily with uh, two beautiful children to my high school sweetheart, Brian Fitzgerald, who oh. was the quarterback of yeah. uh, Queen Anne's first yeah. undefeated, oh, so there, there you go. undefeated yeah. football mm-hmm. team. Yeah, yep. they went 10 Under the direction of uh, Coach Grafe. Yeah. And boy, I tell you. So were you the prom king and queen? Is that how? No, we uh, were not. No. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Way yeah. to bring it down. So. <laughs> so you mentioned players on the shore and how we have so much talent. Um, one of the players that jumps out of my mind is Callie German. Yes. All right, who ended up going down to Florida. We were very, and, very, very lucky to have her on our staff last year. Yeah. Is, is she back this year with you as well? Um, I have hounded her um, from the moment we got on the bus um, <laughs> after winning that state championship. I look, I looked at all of our staff members, and I said, you're coming back next year, right? Um, and Do I it, need to call her and ask Trent for permission? I that mean, would be <laughs> great. Put a little plug in. Um, no, it looks like Callie will be returning turning back with us and we're so excited and I'm uh, elated to be welcoming uh, three more uh, QA lacrosse alums as volunteer assistants. Um, I think it's really important to have a big staff. Um, Yes, we're not a football team, but when you can have individual attention um, and have a large staff with different personalities, different styles, I think that's really important and uh, was a key to our success last year. So, uh, Mark, we've seen, we've seen that in sports. I mean, even in football, you had your special teams coach, your D.C., your O.C., and your Caroline head coach. Caroline County, are you listening? Caroline County, are you listening? And now, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of coaches. In Caroline, 
you're allowed your varsity coaches, and you know, which I think is they give you like three paid coaches and you're allowed two more. And then JV, they give you two coaches. You can't coach a football team no. with five coaches, especially when you're going up against teams. I mean, Coach Brian Sovanowski at Ken Island, he's, he's going to have a staff of like 30 people. Well, Coach yeah. Waters has half the community yeah, that wants exactly. to come out. I mean, they're, yeah. they're begging at the fence to get over on the other side to coach. Yeah, so. So. But we're seeing that, though, in all sports. We're having more assistant coaches because of more specialization and all that. And that's, hey, that's a great thing. You're right. The more coaches, the more coaching that the players can get. Well, and you talk about small community, and that says it right there is um, – for like coach waters to have a a large volunteer coaching staff who aren't getting paid that says a lot about where we live and yes we're a small town but the community and the the just the commitment and dedication to giving back to your alma mater i mean a lot of those those uh young men that are helping him are are played in that program that I was able to watch as a high school student and um, the same can be said for us um, um, the three that are coming back I played alongside of and I I can't wait to coach uh, around them again and and Cal coach Callie um, coming back to to help us (laughs) yeah she's official Um, she's um, she was amazing and and such an integral part of our success on the draw, and uh, we're very lucky with the staff that we have. You know, some other players that are having college success, Cameron Pepper from North Carolina. I, I think she played with you, too, yes. at the LBC. Um, also, Caroline Murphy, uh, who I don't know if she played LBC, but she's over at Stevenson and having an amazing career. As a matter of fact, uh, Salisbury just beat Stevenson mm-hmm. um, just like 12 to 5 or something, and, and Caroline Murphy scored all their goals. Yeah, we and, also yeah. have a transfer from uh, Queen Anne's who transferred from Winthrop now at Stevenson, playing under her uh, assistant sister, uh, McKenna Blick. Um, okay. So the Blick sisters are back uh, together at Stevenson, and um, they played for Queen Anne's and were very successful under uh, Coach Santos as well. Now, when you look at your season, don't give me the coach speak one game at a time. You know what the schedule is. You don't start until March 1. But are there games that you've already circled on the schedule that says, mm-hmm? I have very high expectations. I won't I won't lie about that um, and be politically correct as a coach. Um, I have very, <laughs> very high expectations for this group because I know what I have. I know the success that these underclassmen last year brought to the team, and they weren't um, – they weren't our captains. They weren't our um, our seniors, but they were our leaders um, on the field. That we don't have that state championship without um, the co- contributions from these three, and then many others um, that aren't here today. Um, so I I do have very high expectations. I have to ask the question though, and Mark, you brought it up, and Queen Anne's with the tradition of girls across, but and getting so far, but not getting that state title. You've, you're an alum. You played. What was the difference last year compared to all the other years? Was there something that stands out that said that that ultimately got the program over the hump to win a state championship that for some reason we weren't able to do in those previous playoff games? It was her offensive mindset. I mean, that's all it was. <laughs> We did bring a lot of a lot more offense to this to the program um, and a lot more off- offensive planning. But I, I, I would say the main part of it came down to me 
being able to fall into that right year, that right place with just an amazing group of girls. Um, the camaraderie that they had right from the start, the support that they gave each other, that was probably the, the biggest difference is um, to, to watch them all support one another and even, yes, we were undefeated. And when you lose, that's when uh, a lot more character comes out and a lot um you you go through the hard stuff but um even through the success there were um times where we struggled and through all of that they still were so supportive and they understood they um are a very mature group of girls and um i think the maturity will even grow from last year with this um strong group of senior leaders you know we're talking travel uh, lacrosse and we're talking about all these different players that some players the names that we haven't mentioned are players from Ken Island do they are they not allowed to play with LBC or do they because of the Queen Anne Ken Island rivalry that they just well, we ain't playing for her no that's what is so <laughs> neat to um, see to have seen over the years um, these three sitting beside me are very close friends with some of their um, on field foes, you know, like, um, a lot, uh, two of these girls have played with, uh, your Lily Dixon of mm-hmm. Ken Island, who is a, an absolute amazing Phenom. athlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Haley Chester over at North Carolina. Um, we have such a, a diverse variety of girls coming from different high schools that when spring season comes, it, it's fun to watch them compete because there, there are no smiles. There are, it is complete, intense, um, a full-out battle. But then when lacrosse um, – When the game's yeah, over. Yeah, when the games are over, they're taking pictures with each other in um, contrasting uniforms, and uh, their parents are posting it on social media to see that friendship that they've built, not just through – um, competing over the years with each other, but the friendships they build um, through club too. So it's mm. it's a fun thing to, to witness. I want to talk about leadership, and, and you'd mentioned it a couple times, and, and, and I think this is a perfect opportunity for a, a coach like myself. Um, and uh, one of the things that my teams lacked down the last three or four years was leadership on the court. Instead, not just leadership from the sidelines, but leadership on the court. For somebody just getting started and wanting to be a coach, talk to us a little bit about the importance of having that leadership on the field because, let's face it, they'll only listen to you so much. Exactly. Um, I feel like I have um, quite a handful of little coaches on the field, um, which is – what more could a coach want um, when you can't be out there and you can't call a timeout and adjust things? It's awesome to see that these girls are have the IQ and the awareness of game management and have focused so much in practice and your preparation to be able to make the adjustments they need to make. Or maybe if it's it, it could just be going around putting your arm around the underclassmen telling them um you've got this hey don't worry about that last play you can do it and i've seen it each one of these girls do that to their teammates does leadership breed leadership i mean I, and maybe that's a question for them yeah. so i mean you guys you had those seniors and, and i imagine as juniors you probably had to lead a little bit but th- did you learn to be a leader from experiencing it yourself from upperclassmen or was this you think leaders are just natural 
Um, I think it's definitely, there's a natural part of it, but I think when you see an example of it and you truly see how, I feel like the biggest part of leadership is encouragement and not doing it in a tearing down type of way. And I think through all of our sports through high school, there's been some sports where I have seen it in a horrible way, but there's been that turnaround, especially last year where it's so encouraging. And like, I feel like we can all take constructive criticism very well. And I think that's also very important, being the recipient of um, leadership. Of, of the criticism yes. and leadership. We're talking, yes. that's Carly Hickson from Queen Anne's County High School Girls Lacrosse. Talking with them today, they are our main feature here on <laughs> Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. I, I hope Shanna is happy because, you know, she's like, you got to get girls sports on. Uh, this section is brought to you by College Placement Consulting. Providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. What an exciting time for college high school kids because now they're finding out, you know, uh, did, did they get into the school they wanted to, or what have you. Um, we are talking with the girls uh, lacrosse program and we're talking leadership. Uh, Piper, you, you looked like there was something you wanted to add about the leadership and, and what it is that, you know, is it a natural thing or is it a learned behavior? I would say it's a little bit of both, but everyone is born with a voice, so everyone can get the opportunity to speak for themselves or speak for the team, as long as you do it in a confident way and you don't want to sound arrogant. You want to be looked at as a leader, especially for underclassmen, because it's a huge step in the program. So I trust Kesley with everything, too. And, and I've wa watched this in girls and boys sports, mm -hmm. okay? I coached football, I coached baseball, I coached softball, I coached basketball. I never coached tennis. Um, <laughs> but you see that do you find the girls are a little nastier with their criticism and their leadership than maybe boys are or maybe it's a sport thing you mentioned yourself that you know uh carly about you know you've seen you know people be nasty i mean because let's face it girls can be catty at times right yeah i no, yeah but I just feel like with guys, it's they almost seem as it to be natural to be like that. But for girls, we've all been looked at as kind of like weaker or we're not as intimidating. We're not as powerful as oh, men. Oh, y'all are but, intimidating the hell out of me. But right now, now. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good way to come off as like intimidating, but in a good way. You don't want to you don't want to seem like really, really scary, but you want to do it in a good way to like get them intimidated you mentioned though everybody has a voice but there can only be so many leaders right. though right. ultimately so right. in your locker room i take it now you mentioned as juniors some leadership but mm -hmm. ultimately there has to be kind of a, a player panel if you will mm -hmm. to go to that uh, you know there's three or four girls that speak for the team and the rest of the players come to you and mm -hmm. you self-police the rest of the team mm -hmm. within the locker room mm -hmm. it's just underclassmen i don't want them to be afraid to like speak up because they could have a point that we don't or speak of something that they see and we don't. So I think coming together to maybe one of the leaders or anyone on the team just to have that extra um, support and talk about it, that's, that's what we need. That's what we want. Very intriguing conversation. And I think leadership is huge. And uh, Coach, I, I think it's obvious that 
a team that is successful has strong leadership on the field that's not the coach's voice. I mean, I think there's there's no other way around it. Now, whatever championships you see, whether it's a girl sport or a boy sport, it's going to have to include leadership from players. Yeah, and different styles of how that leadership comes across. I mean, these these three are very different in their style of play, um, their mannerisms, but they all they all click together so well. And um, this isn't even our entire. Um, senior class so um the other thing too like last year we had a junior captain um we thought that that was really important and um it ended up being a way of kind of changing things up a little bit and kind of realizing hey this is a younger person that that leads by example on the field by what they do and um it really could have been any junior that took that role too and uh that's how i feel about this senior class this year and there are some juniors that i know are going to step into leadership roles and uh like piper said it's it's so important to uh, allow underclassmen feel comfortable out there um, not just with their voices but um, feel comfortable doing creative things or pushing things uh, a little bit to the envelope so that they're successful and that helps the team be successful as well. Jessica, um, you know, we'll ask you um, to, I, I want you to t- classify the kind of coach that coach Fitzgerald is. And <laughs> has there ever been a coach to make you cry? Oh. Um. <laughs> and if it's coach Fitzgerald, I, it's okay. To say, it might be the same, it, that might just be the same answer. Yeah. Um, Coach Kessler is definitely it's definitely a tough love type of coaching, but there's never a point where it's putting you down. It's always constructive criticism, and you just need to look past that. Might have hurt my feelings a little bit, but you know it's not it's personal per- though. Yeah, yeah, you can't take it personal. All out of love. Oh yeah, <laughs> and since I have been playing for her for so long, we just. You know it's for the best, and um, I don't think we would have been so successful if it weren't for Coach Cass. This is where I wanted to go with that, because I think there's a lot of student athletes out there because they hear from mom and dad, you're the greatest. Why aren't you playing more? Mm -hmm. Why are you on the bench? Why is that girl on the field and you're not? Mm -hmm. Because that's the car ride home, Mm -hmm. okay? Whereas if they had to come out to practice – they could see that little Susie or little Johnny probably is a play because if little Susie or Johnny told the truth, mom and dad would understand why they're not playing as much. But, Coach, you're loving this, aren't you? <laughs> I, I can say this so yeah. because it's well, well, true. Well, it's something there. all communi- community members yeah. need to work on. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that. And, and I think it's, you know, when you sit there and a coach gets on you, mm-hmm. they're – on you because they believe in you Mm -hmm. and i and there's an old saying out there that you don't worry about it if i'm yelling at you (laughs) start worrying about it if i'm not yeah talking to you right you've heard that phrase from me before (laughs) because at that point they know your potential and you see Mm -hmm. the potential and i think one of the most frustrating things as a coach is to see somebody go half-ass at practice Mm -hmm. you know because you're practicing and yeah. if you're gonna 
practice half-ass, you're going to play half-ass. Mm-hmm. Or you don't deserve to play if right. you're giving only half-effort getting ready for the yeah. game. Yeah. And, and I think that you know, if a student-athlete understands that mm-hmm. you give 100%, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to play like that. Yeah. But it also falls back to the coach. If the coach is going to let you get away with it, mm-hmm. well, of course you're going to do that. And I think if there were more, I don't want to say drill sergeants out there, but, <laughs> but, but if there were, you know, it, it, you can still work hard and have fun. And I obviously, mm-hmm. I think in listening to you talk and all the girls talk, you all work your tails off. Mm-hmm. But at the they end do. of the day, winning is a whole lot better than losing. It's uh-huh. more fun that way. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, talking about leadership, Coaches there, leads the team, but we talk about the players policing themselves and you take a leadership role with the other players on the team. What does that mean, okay, especially during the offseason? So I mean, coach is still around. You're playing club and all that, mm-hmm. but take her out of the picture for a second. What does that mean as a leader? What are you doing to hold your other teammates accountable? What are you doing to make sure that during the offseason, especially that you're ready to go when practice starts? What does um, that entail? That just comes with being hungry to win more and you want to make sure you're doing everything you can for yourself and making sure you're not telling other people to do something you're not. So that comes in with leadership. I want to be the best role model for other people and that makes me better and hopefully makes everybody else better. And the off season is so important for underclassmen too, just to shake out all the nerves and being an upperclassman, I think I can speak for everybody. Looking back on our freshman year, there was definitely times when we were nervous and maybe not helped out as much by the underclassmen. So just taking what we know from our freshman year and just doing everything we can to help others. Are there a lot of group texts, though? Or are there a lot of yeah. things where you're oh, constantly yeah. in touch and, oh, yeah. hey, make sure you're here and I'm going to be here and make oh, sure yeah. that you're there or you know, what that, have you. Those yeah. are called captain's practices. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's what I was driving at. Yeah. I, we have a group text with coaches, labeled mm-hmm. with coaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then W slash And I've been told right. that there yeah. is a group text yeah. without coaches. Those are texts. Uh-huh. That's snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Because those disappear. And yeah. that, I think that's necessary. That's, yes. It's mm-hmm. so important for them, like you said, to not always hear the coach's voice, um, but to hear it from their peers. It, it's so much mm-hmm. more powerful. Yeah. This is Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. When we come back, we're going to find out where these girls are going to college. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the Mid-Shore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person blank, uh, banking. Plus, they have money to lend. Get more info at queenstownbank.com or stop by any Queenstown Bank location. Let's go ahead and well, let's start off because we'll go back to our old rotation with uh, Carly Hickson. So uh, Carly, defender, I guess, being that lacrosse is the number one sport and you've given up all hope of playing basketball at the college level, (laughs) uh, where have you chosen to go to college? I will be attending Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia to play Division I lacrosse. Uh, Another big town, you know, down there at the – that's Reverend Falwell, I think. That's a D1, <laughs> and that's D1 football down there, Mark, yes, now. Yes, it is. Yes. Big time. So, um, why Liberty? 
Um, the culture is very important to me. Um, it's a wonderful atmosphere. My brother's also going to be there, so that'll be really fun. My parents are happy about that. <laughs> just <bet>. one trip. <laughs> but um, no, I just love it there, and their team has something that I've just never seen in a team before. They're they're so trusting and believing in each other, and I just love I love that atmosphere and that culture. And um, just Coach Nangle looks like she's doing a great job with their team, so I'm super excited. So when you go in the fall, what uh, what year will your brother be? Oh, so my brother and I are 364 days apart, so he's one year ahead of me. <laughs> um, well, yeah. that's, that's so convenient. I know your parents are very happy about that because, yeah. you know, my daughter graduated early, so she graduated high school with my son just this past year, so they're both freshmen in college and the college bills are just uh, incredible just uh, but just mark's a, a freshman along with them <laughs> yes. he's there about every other weekend yeah. so <laughs> my daughter's already asking when i'm coming down to bama now that's so. right but now <laughs> who's going to be checking on who though because we know we know we know young women are more mature than young men so are you going to be checking on your brother at college Ooh. that's probably why they actually are happy that you my, guys are going to see college it's yeah. liberty yeah. jesus checks on them <laughs> that's liberty. true yeah. there's a higher accountability that's, that's true right. yeah. So, yeah. yeah you don't have to worry about anybody jesus yeah. has his hand yeah. the students in liberty that's so. right yeah so but uh, all right, let's talk. Let's talk to Jessica. Jessica, where is it that you have chosen to I attend? I will be going to Flagler College in oh. St. Augustine, Florida. My favorite city <laughs> in Florida to play I, Division Two lacrosse. I, I love St. Augustine mm-hmm. and Flagler College right there. Uh, have you ever been to St. Augustine, Mike? I have not. Oh no. my God, it's a. I'm well aware of it though. Yeah, Spanish American <laughs> town, yeah. and it is just it's fabulous. And yeah. they took Flagler College and just put it right in the middle of town and said, <laughs> "Here it is." So and wait a minute. You don't want, you know, practice to be with, uh, you know, cloudy and, you know, 25 with a wind chill of 15. And It's safe to say I'm so excited <laughs> to have this weather, but, yeah, I'm excited to be tanned. Yeah, you can go down right there underneath the bridge. Across the bridge, there's a, a restaurant right on the water with a beach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you can rent boats over there. We've done that because mm-hmm. so, my dad lives in Florida. So, uh, he used to live in uh, St. John's just above mm-hmm. St. Augustine. So, that is awesome. So other than the sunshine and the opportunity to detain a pasty white body, what, why Flagler? Um, it's a new program this season. Okay. So this mm. is our first season. And Coach K is just amazing. And wow, Mike Shrzeski's down there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, he just is so... I don't even know the words for it, but he's done so many good things with different programs. And... Um, I'm just so excited to be part of such a already competitive program, even though it has barely just started. Um, Gonna kick Rollins' butt, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, have you told them that you know these coaches come and recruit them in high school? And they think, oh, that coach is just so nice and <laughs> such a wonderful person. <laughs> and then you get to college and they're like, he's the devil. <laughs> you know, and it's just because he recruited you mm-hmm. and you get there and he's recruiting somebody to replace you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously they know that, right? Well, and I, I know that these three especially will rise up to that challenge. They're competitors like they've proven through talking here. And, um, I've spoken, uh, to both Jess's head coach, uh, many times. And, um, also, 
uh, Piper you're going to hear about in a little bit. Um, and they're, they're great coaches. Um, and we know that with Liberty, uh, Coach Nagel's doing great things. That program has come up from um, a, a lot. They, they've really improved over the years, and she has a good thing going over there. So I, I don't worry about these three competing for <laughs> spots. Let's go ahead and talk to Piper and find out. So we've got God School. <laughs> we've got Sunshine and Beach. You going to the mountains? No, I'm going to Salisbury University, okay. National Division Three Championship team. Yes. She wants yes. some more rings. Yes. I, I definitely want a ring. Yeah. Well, I tell you, in Salisbury. I knew there was an SU tie here somewhere. Yeah. There, yeah. there yeah. is no better program mm -hmm. here on the shore or at, across the eastern seaboard, mm -hmm. you know, at, especially at the D3 level, D3, obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, you just wonder if Salisbury will ever – step up to to d2 or you know something to that effect but did the fact that they won the d3 championship play a part in you choosing that school or so, did you want to stay local or what so i had to stay local because i'm a type 1 diabetic so with that i had to get some limitations to schools that i had to look at so I chose Salisbury because it's close to home and not that far away. And now it's I'm a not, great school. I, I don't mean to be a smart ass. That's okay. Okay. But there's type 1 diabetics all across the nation. Right. You're looking at a fat man diabetic right here. Okay. But there's type 1 diabetics all across the nation with doctors that could handle that. Right. So let's cut through it. Why Salisbury? The atmosphere is fantastic. It's really what I was looking for. They, like they had my major and stuff. And. To me, looking at a coach is communication. So Coach Nestor is really good at communication, and he specifically went into detail on what I did that he really liked on the field and things I could probably, like, approve on and get feedback, and it was just really good of that communication that he had that I needed. Talking with Piper Evans from the Queen Anne's County High girls lacrosse team and future Salisbury University lacrosse player, Piper, you brought up something that let's talk about. Right. Um, I have two brothers that are type 1 diabetics. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, when they were diagnosed, it was uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. And if they weren't in the hospital by Friday, they would have died. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very familiar with the seriousness of type 1 diabetes. Mm -hmm. When were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed at the age of 11. Okay. I was in fifth grade. Okay. And it was in like early December. Mm-hmm. But symptoms didn't start showing until probably around Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. around after Thanksgiving. Just um, happens quick. Yeah. So I was really dehydrated, thirsty, tired, like dehydrated, stuff like that. So that's when I knew like something was wrong. And I thought I just had like a fever or something. Mm -hmm. But the symptoms were really, really bad. And I was I missed a whole week of school. Right. So that's when I really knew something was wrong. Were you playing sports at that time? Yes. Actually, I was at the time I was playing uh, middle school basketball. Mm -hmm. And I just remember taking breaks every 10 seconds, just drinking water and Gatorade, just trying to fuel my body. And my body was just like, I'm done. Like, I'm tired. Like, I need a break. So with, with sports, it's it's been hard, but I've learned so Let's talk about that because I, I think you are a great inspiration for those that find out mm -hmm. that they have type 1 diabetes, that are athletes or that, that play sports. And mm -hmm. whether you're in third grade, fifth grade, 11th right. grade, mm -hmm. when you find out life's not over, right. 
what was your reaction when you found out and then thought about the impact on on your sports so i really want to inspire kids whoever that having diabetes and like within sports still makes you a person it it does have like like pros and cons to it but you are still you and I, it makes you unique and it makes you kind of stand out as a player because like oh you have diabetes like that's that's incredible you get to still play like, like in sports and I'm just like I mean yeah I mean I can still do all these things that you can it's just I have to do more a little right. bit so and so now you're in high school obviously mm-hmm. you learned as a senior you've learned how to manage the yeah. issues mm-hmm. and uh, of course you know well, i think one of the benefits is you're allowed to have sweets on the sidelines just that's what everyone you, tells me <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in case you need it in case right. you bought you know bottom right. out or what have you right but i mean so how difficult has it been though to management because as you grow and as you develop more to become you know more of a woman mm-hmm. your body changes and right. your needs to manage type 1 diabetes changes right. as well right so when i was first diagnosed i didn't have a cgm a constant glucose monitor which goes in your body and it's bluetooth and it connects to your phone and you it's no finger pricks mm-hmm. so it's just bluetooth it connects to your phone you can look at it and get on with it so I didn't get a CGM until three, four years after I was diagnosed, and it's probably changed my life so much. It saves my life, especially having a lot of conditioning at lacrosse or any sport, a lot of physical workouts I have to do. At night, it gets really dangerously low because of how much like sugar I'm burning off. Right, right. And so we've had a lot of scary um, lows at night, and while you're sleeping yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so i'm very thankful that my parents take it like take advantage of taking care of me and i wouldn't be here where i stand it's like you have a a baby monitor in your room to keep track of you yeah (laughs) honestly i mean that's what it's like right yeah so is there a concern and i don't mean to like poke poke scare you know maybe i thought of it i know i know where this is going but i thought of it when you're going off to college you know maybe say hey roomie you know yeah Yeah. actually my roommate is one of my closest friends from um, elementary school i've known her since i was mm, three four so we get along very well i'm very thankful that especially for my first year in college i'm nervous and uh, she knows everything that, you know, in case something happens, she's there. Um, especially with people, especially on the lacrosse team, they're going to know me. They're going to know how to take care of me, especially right. with a coach. So I, I'm in a good environment. I know that. So That's awesome. That is good. And, and you know, wow, you just, what an inspiration for Thank those, you. you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe get her a banner coach to put on her arm and says, I'm type 1 diabetic. <laughs> you know? Well, actually, um you used to wear one of those, right? And um, now uh, it, the rule has changed where um, athletes can wear those bands if they want to out on the lacrosse field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, Mike, you have an issue? No, I'm not good with medical talk, so you got oh. me all. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> He's all heebie-jeebie, so he's just like, oh, thanks. All right. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so I, I thought he was going to fall out there. He was getting a little pale. So. <laughs> so. No, that's so right. Good. All right. So, well, I, I think that's awesome that uh, you were able to, uh, you know, share your experience as well because I Thank think you. it's only going to 
uh, you know, be even better and can be an inspiration for everybody. So, well, listen, this has um, been wow. We we're, we're over an hour, Coach. You you girls can really talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, good luck on this year. Um, you know, I, I think this is an opportunity. Um, you know that. How cool would it be? You won the first one your first year, to win a second one your second year. I mean, uh, do you th- is it going to be tougher to repeat this year? You think? Um, we'll see a lot of great competition uh, throughout the year. You know, we're adding back that uh, South Bayside um, group of teams, and there's a lot of talent down there uh, that we know about, and. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot more teams in that state championship playoff, too. Um, so, yeah, the, the competition is going to be I – mean, we're in Maryland. And um, e- even that 2A bracket, if you look at the games last year, the 2A bracket might not be the largest of class sizes, but that 2A bracket is a very, very competitive bracket of, of great um, schools and great programs. So. so they undefeated last year. You know, it, it'll be – the, the challenge will be how, how do they react if they lose a game. And the nice thing that I always said as a coach, because Maryland, you know, state of Maryland, everybody gets a trophy. I mean, everybody gets a chance to play in the tournament. It's not just the top four or whatever. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's 18 scrimmages or 17, how many regular season games. Really, those games don't matter when it gets down to the end that you just want to be playing your best lacrosse at the end, and that's what matters the most. Yes. Um, well, like these girls said in some of their comments, um, we'll take it day by day. And uh, I think it. I can go and say this before we even step foot on the field on March 1st. I, I know that when it's all said and done, and I'm sure it's going to come quick, um, that there'll be nothing that these girls didn't leave on the field I mean they're going to leave it all out there and no matter what the end result is I'm proud of them and um, I think they'll be able to look back on their high school careers no matter whether they have two championships to their name or or one and they're going to be really proud of everything that they did well good luck ladies thanks again for coming to join us today this has been uh, a, a very informative session and we've learned a little bit about each of in you know every one of you and uh, we look forward to following along and and watching you on Shore Sports MD this year. And if you want to check out the video from their championship game last year, if you go to shoresportsmd.com, um, we had uh, Taylor Walls actually uh, was at the game and made a video of that. And uh, it is on our front page, shoresportsmd.com. Just go to those video sliders and click through and you'll find uh, the highlight video from the girls championship game last year. Uh, there at Loyola. This final segment of Timeout with Shore Sports is brought to you by Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrette and the staff get you back to feeling new again. Accepting most insurance policies, step away from the pain by calling Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates at 410 604 2982. Mike, you going to be able to hang around here for this last segment I'll real try, quick? Try. All right, we'll put your headset on because it's here. Right. <laughs> you want some of my tea, buddy? All right. <laughs> so, I, I didn't. Sorry, no, I didn't realize that uh, the medical talk got yeah. you all the heebie jeebies. Sorry. <laughs> but, well, listen, I, I really quick, I want to talk I'll about. Try. I want to talk about Maryland. I apologize, uh, ladies. Yeah, you're fine. Sorry. You're fine. I just get I, very. I, I've known Mike for like. 
I don't know, 14 years, and I've never seen that. I never knew that about him. So uh, Maryland yeah. last night, or Sunday night, Purdue. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, yeah. Purdue mm-hmm. is ranked in, in yeah. college basketball, and Maryland had them and uh, lost by one. And, you know, my goodness, it just – what happened in that game? Because I know you watched it. Well, a couple of things. One, they did a really good job against Ivy, who's one of the best in uh, college basketball. Yeah. So they did a good job. But Ivy scored late in the game. He ended up with 11, but he scored some big baskets late, including the and one that ended up being the difference in the game. Um, I think Maryland, looking back, they'll probably lament the last two minutes of the first half that uh, they didn't do as well there, that there were some missed opportunities. But, hey, they played 10 times better than they did against Iowa on Thursday night where they gave up 110 points and they 19 threes. And Bohannon had 10 threes, and all of his points were from, you know, beyond the arc there. Um, you know, but I, I didn't like the inbounds play at the end. I just didn't like the angle that they gave Scott. Uh, but that was the design play that they said. Some said he got fouled at the end there. But Trevion Robinson, a really good player for them. But if they give that kind of effort to finish the season, they you know could get a uh, an upset win or two and, and maybe go into the Big Ten tournament on a little bit of a roll. Uh, so uh, what's taking so long? Are they not looking for a head coach right now? Oh, they are. Uh, but they're going to take their time. I mean, they have the advantage of time. So. Uh, is somebody that's already there? No. You know, maybe Patsos getting back into it or something like that? I, I don't think so. I'd have to talk to Coach. He never said that he put his hat in the ring. But, I mean, they're looking nationally. Enfield from USC comes up. Willard from Seton Hall are some of the names. The Providence coach uh, as well. I'm trying to think of uh, his last name are some of the names coming up. But they're going to take their time. And since the transition happened very early in the season, they have that benefit right now. So it's going to be interesting. Ed Cooley is the guy from Providence. So we'll see. Well, it'll be interesting to follow along. Virginia, Virginia Tech uh, Monday night while we're mm-hmm. recording this. They play tonight. Uh, should be be a good one i had tickets to that my son's going so because i'm here no, so <laughs> i could have stayed in blacksburg but yeah. uh hey listen share this uh put it out there and uh you feel free to uh, share it check out shoresportsmd.com we're going to start being a little more active on our instagram because evidently more people have instagram than twitter i'm told so uh you know here i am stuck in the old you know the old type of thing and i'm going to see if we can't uh Get a little more active on TikTok. Maybe get you involved with some dances with the baby or something really? like that. Really? Yeah. So, I have to get on there. Yeah. I'm not even so, on Twitter. I, I know you're not. So. So. Yeah. But uh, we want to thank – thanks again, ladies, for joining us tonight. Yeah. And uh, best of luck in the 2022 season. And uh, we look forward to following all of the local sports, in fact, uh, right here at Shore Sports MD. For Mike Bradley, I'm Mark Potter saying we'll catch you next Tuesday right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.